0: Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. A reading
1: from Matthew chapter 14. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away, so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, they need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth
0: and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight to, O oh God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. How is it with your soul, dear ones? John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, asked this question early and often in his own accountability groups. And then as he was training leaders to lead their own small groups as the Methodist movement grew, he encouraged the leaders to open each of their sessions with this question. How is it with your soul? Now I am recording this reflection on Thursday morning. Our weekly rhythm is to have our videos for worship done by Thursday afternoon, so that we can have a complete video worship experience for you by Sunday morning. So as I sit here at my kitchen table and speak to you, I don't know the results of the election. I don't know what has transpired in our country between Thursday and Sunday, It could be a whole lot. Maybe we're still in a waiting game. But what I do know, friends, is that it has been a long week, a long few months, a long year, and plenty of souls are feeling unsettled, hopeless about our country. You hear that over and over again. Our souls are hungry for hope and for compassion, for community, for the love and the justice, the peace that passes all understanding that only Jesus Christ can bring. Jesus Christ, who we meet this morning, standing in front of a crowd. This is a familiar story that we just heard from the gospel. It's a vital one. In fact, we find a version of this story, Jesus feeding the multitudes with just a couple of loaves of bread and some fish. We hear it in every single Gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And in fact, Matthew and Mark love it so much that they add a second version of this story. So we have a version of this story in our Gospels seven times. Seven times. I think that that means it is worth paying attention to this story. We find Jesus he's about to go away by himself and pray. But then a crowd comes upon him. Jesus realizes their souls, they're unsettled. They're hungry for hope, for compassion, for community, for the love and the peace that passes understanding that only Jesus Christ can bring. So, Jesus decides he's not going to go up on that mountain. He looks at that crowd And he has compassion on them he cures their sick but then it starts getting late the crowd is ready for dinner the disciples are hungry and so jesus extends his compassion he looks out at this hungry crowd who are desiring more from him a word of hope or some healing or simply a place to belong The disciples say, Jesus, this is crazy. You've got to send them away. It's getting late. They'll be hungry. We don't have anything to feed them. Let them find their own dinner. Send them away. Jesus, though, takes some bread and some fish, gives thanks to God, blesses the food, and then he says to the disciples, go, go, give them something to eat. They end up, feeding thousands and thousands and thousands of people, and then they still have baskets of food left over. Their souls and their bellies, they are full. How is it with your soul today, dear ones? I don't know the results of the election at this moment, but I do know that whoever ekes out a close win Our country is heavily divided. Our state is divided. Our own congregation has people who voted differently and will have very different reactions based on what happens. And this division in our country, you know this, it's not based on rational discussions about economic policy. This division is leading us to dehumanize one another, demonize others, This polarization is making our souls sick. It's our inability to see our neighbor as beloved child of God, to be able to share that love with all of God's children and it's taking a toll. That's why so many are saying they're feeling hopeless about the state of our country, whatever happens in the election. Our worship series we're in is called A Place at the Table, Cultivating Empathy and a time of division. Empathy is that ability to feel with others, to listen, to seek, to understand, to enter into another story, and particularly somebody's story or pain that is a person that's not like us, maybe somebody of a different race or economic class or gender or religion, somebody who speaks a different language or comes from a different country of origin, who is differently abled than we are, who, God forbid, may vote differently than we do, entering into another story, feeling with, offering compassion and empathy. This is our guide this season as a church because this is the way of Jesus. Empathy is the way of our God because our God loved humanity so much that God chose to come to earth as one of us. feel what it's like to be born, to grieve, to cry, to be hungry, to have friends and to face rejection, to know the pleasure of sharing a meal at a table and the joy that comes with community, also to know that human pain of being abandoned and betrayed by friends. Ultimately God feels the agony of the cross. God loves us so much that God chooses to feel with us as humans. So what does this mean for us today with weary, unsettled, maybe even sin-sick souls? What does it mean to choose empathy, to practice feeling with, to live with compassion in the name of Jesus? I don't know about you, but I'm afraid that too often I feel like the disciples, especially right now, exhaustion or anger or a lack of choosing empathy can make me want to say to jesus jesus don't have compassion on them send them home let them find their own dinner we don't possibly have enough shut it down send them home or in my better moments i am able to seek jesus i have compassion in my heart for the needs of others but then I can just find that need too overwhelming. Where do we even start? How do we even begin? What role can we possibly play? We look around, we know that people are hungry. We know that people need hope and healing, a sense of belonging and a desire to make a difference. But how can we possibly feed them all? Friends, how is it with your soul? Is it unsettled, hungry for hope, for compassion, for community, for the love and the justice and the peace that passes all understanding that only Jesus Christ can bring? Well, the good news is Jesus looks upon us in this very moment with compassion. He never abandons us. He feeds us with a love that never lets us go. He promises that nothing, nothing can separate us from his love. And then, then he says, as his disciples, are the people around you hungry? You, you, give them something to eat. And despite our protestations, or maybe feeling paralyzed or pessimistic, maybe our inability to believe that there really is enough, enough grace, enough love, enough justice, enough food, Jesus miraculously provides, even and especially when we feel hopeless. This story, this story is presented seven times in our Gospels. It is a constant reminder that we have got to trust Jesus to do the multiplying and the providing. He is the source of all that bread, the source of abundance. And he is constantly, constantly making a way when there seems like there is no way. He offers something we can't imagine on our own or plan or dream or create with our own feeble hands without his power. So friends, I am learning. I'm learning to trust every day that those crumbs that are in my hand they are indeed enough. And I'm trying to be ready when he calls me to use what he's provided to help meet people where they are, to offer what Jesus gives me to others with the spirit of empathy. Because Jesus always, always offers hope and peace and a place at the table when the world thinks this isn't possible. Just look what he's done. He makes a feast out of a few loaves and a couple of fish, makes wine out of water, bread and wine into communion. He turns tax collectors into generous, repentant givers, places women at the center of his ministry. He upends what it means to be powerful in the world and in the eyes of God. He welcomes the lost and the lonely, the poor and the hungry, the hurting, the meek and the humble, the outcast and a sinner. They all have a place at his table. He casts that vision that everybody is gonna feast together one day. And that kingdom is here and now, he says. So what is ours to do in this moment? Regardless of who wins the election, we must must, must, must center ourselves on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let the bread, that bread that can only come from him, let it be our guide. Trust him when he looks, with, uh, looks upon us with compassion and says, you, you give them something to eat. In spite of our protestations and hopelessness, sometimes selfishness, Jesus says, listen, This bread that I give you, it is more than enough. So friends, my hope and my prayer is that in a country that is broken and divided, when the soul of our nation and our own souls are feeling weary, we let the gospel of Jesus Christ, that bread that he offers, guide our actions, our votes, and our witness, so that we hold our own actions accountable to the standards of the gospel. That we hold our neighbors and our friends accountable to the standards of the gospel that we hold our elected leaders who have power to have an enormous impact on people's lives that we hold them accountable to the power of the gospel of jesus christ a gospel that proclaims life and life abundant for all of god's children particularly those on the margins whom the world and those in power are quick to forget. Because people are actually hungry in this country. Children and seniors and all ages in between, they go to bed with empty stomachs. People are hungry for community and for jobs and for economic stability. People are hungry for compassion, for a world that speaks to one another with love and joy and peace and patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How do we respond? We respond with the gospel. The gospel which proclaims the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. The greatest among you will be your servant. When you do this to the least of these, Jesus says, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit those in prison. Offer water to one who is thirsty. You are doing this to me, Jesus says. We follow the gospel who says the Samaritan is our neighbor and the prodigal son is to be welcomed home. We follow a savior who stops the shaming and the stoning of a woman caught in adultery and says, be wary to cast the first stone. He touches and heals the untouchable. He feasts with sinners and outcasts. He preaches, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Love your enemies, he says, and pray for those who persecute you. And the greatest commandment is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. How is it with your soul? If it is unsettled, if it is longing for the peace that passes all understanding that only Jesus can bring, if you are hopeless about the state of our country, friends, receive this ultimate good news. Jesus looks on us and he looks out on our world with empathy, has compassion, looks at our measly crumbs and sees an abundant feast, abundant promise for change and for transformation. Out of our brokenness, he blesses us and makes us whole. Because Jesus is the one who took the pieces of death and humiliation on a cross and turned them into life and life abundant resurrection for all this this is our hope to let us commit ourselves to the work of holding out our hands receiving the gospel bread that only jesus can offer and share it share it with a hungry world rehearsing for that promised day when all of us will surely feast together at that heavenly banquet table, that table where everybody's got a place and nobody will ever go hungry again. Thanks be to God. Amen.
1: Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found
0: our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.